Welcome back to Rockhound Radio, your podcast for gaming and then everything and anything in between. From ghosts and ghouls to Bigfoot to horror myths to Pokemon to D&D, we got it all here. Thanks for tuning in. What is up, everybody? We are back for a Friday episode, finally. It has been a while. It feels like a while. And uh, that's my bad. I've been, well, you know, it's the holiday season. Everybody's getting caught up with you know, everything, you know, work's been crazy, life's been crazy, so uh, yeah, we're going to kick back this Friday and uh, just hang out, but first, <clears throat> I wanted to uh, share a few things with you guys, so Spotify does a thing where they do like a wrapped, I'm sure you've seen it, even if you just listen to um, a lot of stuff on Spotify, they'll send you like your top listens and you know what you listen to the most and what you stream the most, well, uh, I get that, but only mine is for the show, so here's a few things that I thought was really cool, and I shared a little bit of this on a post right prior to recording this, but there was a few other things I wanted to touch on. I am right here, Rockhound Radio, baby, and this is all because of you guys, all you know, all the listeners, all the support, all my friends, you know, everybody that uh just ha- comes and hangs out every day, er, all yeah, blah blah blah, every week. Uh, Rockhound Radio is the number one podcast for four fans out there, so you four fans, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much, every. Not only just you four, but all of you. You know, everybody is uh, a top fan in my book. Um, see here, 50% joined you for the first time this year. So, uh, hello and welcome to the other half of the fan base. What is up? Welcome to the show. Glad to glad to have you guys. So, what a year. I was a, I have, I am a top 10 podcast for 19 fans. A top five for 17 and uh, a top podcast for four fans. So, hell yeah. I really thought that was cool. They always do a Spotify wrapped um, every year. And I remember posting stuff about it last time. And my last one was like really intense and crazy. And it was mainly because I just started. Oh, excuse me. And uh, it was just like a lot of new things were happening. Stuff was always popping up. You know, people are always like, oh, man, you, you started a podcast, you know, well, and then, you know, kind of that fizzles out like the initial like the initial fire fizzles out. But it's uh, but it's not all about that. You know what I mean? It's all what. It, yeah. God, what I'm trying to say is what it's about is maybe not having a field that's crazy on fire, which is a nice slow burn, man. You know, that's what I want. I want to we'll, we'll build a nice little fan base and nice little community. And then, you know, we'll all just hang out, play video games together, talk about, you know, Pokemon and Call of Duty, the, you know, the two best, no, I can't say best, but the Pokemon being, you know, the best gaming franchise. Call of Duty is like up there, but that's just because you get to play with all your friends. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys have added me on PlayStation. I I don't think I've seen anybody um, yet, but which is weird. I've had a few people text me and I haven't seen any like, but I've also had problems with people being online and me being online, but they can't join me. So yeah, if, uh, if you've tried to, uh, reach out to me on like PlayStation or whatever, just shoot a message to the show and, uh, we'll, we'll get that figured out. But yeah, I've been having some troubles with my, uh, with my call of duty stuff. So, which is, you know, that's to be expected, but it, like I said, it's, it's not Tuesday. We're not talking about any more video game stuff. It's Friday and I've got a uh, pretty interesting episode lined up for today. I uh, guess, like I said, bear with me. We're still, uh, we're still recording on a little mic. I just, uh, yeah, I've been working. I've been gaming. I've been recording. I just haven't had time to make it into uh, Best Buy. Maybe this weekend I will. But uh, yeah, this week we're going to talk about the top ten worst natural disasters in history. 
and I wanted to just talk. I thought this would be a cool episode to cover. Uh, one because natural disasters are always a kind of like a crazy topic, right? Just because some of the things that happen in a natural disaster are kind of hard for you to believe, let alone imagine. And unfortunately, you know, that's not the case for everybody. You know, there's people that, you know, I'm sure there's people who've lived through these experiences and I'm sure that their experience is uh, horrifying. So yeah, I can, I could not even imagine going through some of these, uh, God, just, just the first one on the list. Like number 10 is already like, it starts out number 10 is pretty bad. So you can only imagine what's going to happen. So uh, yeah, we'll just get started. This is Number 10, the 2010 Haiti earthquake. It's estimated between 100,000 and 230. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's estimated 100,000 to 230,000 deaths from as a result of this earthquake. Um, on January 12, 2010, a catastrophic 7.0 magnitude earthquake struck approximately 16 mile west, six, yeah, miles west of Haiti's capital, of Port-au-Prince, occurring approximately 4:53 p.m., the earthquake was felt nearly three million was felt by nearly three million people, and set off an additional 52 aftershocks during the two weeks that followed, four and a half magnitude or higher, which the Richter scale I think is what they use for um, measuring earthquakes. I believe I have to look it up real quick. Yeah. Yep, it's the Richter scale. I wanted to make sure I wasn't. I was like, man, that kind of almost sounds like something like from a video game. <laughs> I was like, is that is that right? I gotta make sure I'm not like cross-threading games in reality. Um, so, I, and I think they measure them on a scale of one to nine or ten. I don't remember. Nine. It is nine. So, you know, a seven is pretty fucking high. Let alone having. 52 of them that were rated four and a half or higher. That's like a, that, you know, maybe they're not super high on the Richter scale. Like here, we'll look it up at what a five is rated. Oh, I guess it's just like the, shows the magnitude. It doesn't show like a, uh... so it's right here on a little like link is four to five is range light to moderate. And it says often felt but only causes minor damage 5.5 to 6 slight damage in buildings so they were kind of flirting with maybe not anything that was too damaging but the thing is if you know 10 earthquakes happen in a week and they're in something that was weakened by the very first one you know a week of getting pounded by little earthquakes isn't going to do uh isn't going to do any good so what else I got to say here? Poor housing conditions, lack of preparation, and lack of earthquake retrofitting proved catastrophic for the small island nation, resulting in the destruction of 250 plus thousand homes, along with the collapse of 30,000 plus commercial buildings. Death tolls are difficult to estimate and have been a matter of dispute for years. The Haitian government claims approximately 222,000 people were killed. However, several investigations by foreign organizations have charged the Haitian government with artificially inflating numbers to receive greater humanitarian aid. More modern estimates place the number of dead approximately 100,000. So, uh, yeah. That's kind of fucking insane, to, to be honest with you. That It doesn't shock me 
that a place would be like, oh, yeah, we had fucking 8 million people dead. You know what I mean? So when it comes down to it, I truly believe that uh, there's only like two types of people in the world. You know what I mean? There's good people and there's bad people. And that's just, you know, so and a lot of people are bad. You know what I mean? So you can only can't expect uh, you can't expect there to always. I don't know. Always have a good outcome, I guess. Not that this was a good outcome, but you, you, you know what I'm getting after. All right. Number nine, 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake it says it's estimated 230,000 to 280,000. And this is like the, that's like what's in bold before it gets into dis, uh, describing everything. On December 26, 2005, the undersea earthquake with a magnitude of 9.3 struck the Indian Ocean just west of the Sumatra's northern coastline. The megathrust earthquake is believed to have been caused by a rupture along the fault that lies be- that lies between both the Burma and Indian tectonic plates. Due to its intensity, a series of tsunami waves reaching heights of 100 feet was sent hurling towards the coastline surrounding the Indian Ocean with yeah, the Indian Ocean with Indonesia, India, Thailand, and Sri Lanka being the most affected areas with direct result or with dire results. The earthquake was the third largest ever recorded in history and has lasted an astounding eight to nine minutes. That would be fucking terrifying. Um, just so if you really want, this is something my brother-in-law. Yeah. My brother-in-law and I do all the time. We'll watch like videos on natural disaster and a lot of like crazy, uh, landslides. And some of the craziest ones are like tsunamis and waves like the ocean receding from the coast before the big ass wave comes in. If you're ever somewhere and that happens, you better, you better, you should have been gone the day before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not that there's much you can do if it just kind of abruptly happens, but it is a scary sight seeing the water at like dock level, pier level start going out into the ocean just because there, there's like one thing it's water is one thing that is so strong when it gets so, I mean, just look how terrifying the ocean is. I mean, you see some of these boats out there and you know, these massive, massive boats look like little tiny ants out in the ocean. And you know, there's, they're riding waves that are just, you know what I mean? Tens of twenties of foot high all, all day, all day long. A hundred foot wave. Can you even imagine what that would look like hurling towards a fucking coastline? Um, yeah, God, what a terrifying thing to even imagine. Like I said, I've seen several videos of like those big waves rolling in and it is insane because it just shows up. You can't stop it. So all this water just starts rolling through towns and streets and cities and people just cars are just getting taken out buildings are just gone it's uh it's quite a sight so let's see here the resulting tsunami took the region by surprise as waves traveling at approximately 310 to 620 miles per hour slammed local coastlines within hours and in some areas only a matter of minutes waves were noticed as far away as strubai south africa i think is how you say that Nearly 5,300 miles from the earthquake's epicenter. In total, 227,898 people were killed by the large waves, with Indonesia experiencing the largest number of casualties. That's insane. Three, can you imagine 
a hundred foot wave coming at you at somewhere between 310 to 620 miles an hour. Uh, that's for one, that's a broad gap. And two, that's fucking fast as hell with faster than hell. You know what I mean? My God, I think I'd rather just, uh, God, I don't even know. I'll never live near a coast. I think that's what I'll do. Um, let's see here. Our next one, and this is one I didn't know. I've heard about, I mean, obviously, like I had heard about the, uh, which one was it? The first one, the Haiti earthquake. And I don't remember this one, 2004. I would have been in grade school, so I don't really remember it too much, I don't believe. I think I've read about it somewhere else before, but this next one I definitely have never heard of. Um, 1920, Haiyuan earthquake. On December 16, 1920, a catastrophic 7.8 magnitude earthquake occurred in the Haiyuan country of Ningxia province, Republic of China, estimating killing an estimated 273,400 people, including individuals that died months later from complications. The quake resulted in a large number of aftershocks and landslides that contributed significantly to the overall damage. Moreover, numerous rivers were dammed from the sudden jarring motion of the quake resulting in extreme flooding. And of course, some of the rivers were completely diverted. And that's another thing. Um, like dams being blocked up or like a log jam coming down like a riverbed or like, how, what am I trying to say here? Like a riverbed. Like imagine there's, I've seen in back, you know, once again, I'm back on the, like the YouTube videos, but the shit is wild to see. If you ever see, if you've ever seen like, what looks like water, but it's really just like shit from when they like open a dam and let like all the trees and mud and shit like run down the hill. You know, it's pushing trees that are, you know, I mean like 20, 30, 40 foot long and they're just wash them away like they're nothing. Um, where'd it go? Oh man, I lost it. Hold on a second here. Oh boy. I just passed one that we haven't read yet. That looks pretty intense. <sighs> Sorry, guys. In total, here, I found it. It says, in total, some 20,000 square kilometers were directly affected by the earthquake. Despite the tremendous death toll, many researchers believe the event could have been far worse if not for the fact that the quake occurred in a predominantly rural area away from many of China's major cities. Yeah, I would, God, that is still a lot of people, but God, can you imagine? It's because like the population density, right? It's like people are like stacked on top of people there. Uh, it says, although that this earthquake is considered one of the worst natural disasters in human history, it is also one of the most ignored tragedies of the 20th century due to the political and social issues occurring in China during this time period. It was largely overshadowed by a drought famine occurring during the time that affected nearly 20 to 30 million people in northern China, known as the Gansu Famine. As a result, humanitarian efforts for the disaster's victims were relatively modest, with most funds and aid sent to the famine victims instead. 1920. Okay. I was like, God, when the fuck did this happen? But uh, yeah, I forgot I read it when it started. Um, wow. Still insane. Um, let's see here. Number 
And number seven, the 1976 Tangshan earthquake, 255,000 deaths, 700,000 injured. It says on July 28th, a catastrophic, or 1976, a catastrophic earthquake struck Tangshan, or Tangshan Hebei, the People's Republic of China, at approximately 3.42 in the morning, measuring as, yeah, God, blah. Sometimes I just can't read, you know what I mean? This is what happens when uh, I'm trying to read off my phone. I don't have my big fancy rig in front of me. Measuring in at a 7.6 quake, the city of Tangshan, which possessed nearly a million residents, was taken completely by surprise as nearly 85% of the city's buildings were destroyed in a matter of minutes. At least 255,000 people died of the disaster with several hundred thousand people, other, or yeah, others seriously wounded. Um, God, I guess... In hindsight, it's almost kind of like what you, if something like that's going to happen, like a, you know, there's a reason that called natural disasters. It's because you can't really stop them per se. So if something like that were to happen, that's about what you'd want. If it was going to come in that strong, you would want something to just show up this, you know, the shit pop off and then boom, you know what I mean? It's over. So I mean, you just wouldn't want the, it's the reoccurring shit that really gets you in trouble. It says it was particularly bad and unique and that the quake involved two separate shocks, one occurring in the morning and the other one happening later in the afternoon. Nearly all the city's services failed as a result of the quake, along with most areas' infrastructure, including railways, highways, and bridges. Twelve additional aftershocks also occurred in the days that followed, with magnitudes of at least six or greater, laying waste to many of China's coal mines in the area and damaging infrastructure as far away as Beijing. Yeah, that I would say, like, that's where they're like, oh, well, it came in and it hit hard and fast the first time. And you're like, oh, and then it got fucking rocked for the next two weeks. Despite failing to predict the earthquake ahead of the time, the Chinese government proved very capable of handling the emergency, deploying its emergency units and relief in a both systematic and organized manner within hours. That does not shock me. The rapid response proved instrumental in averting further fatalities as the establishment of sanitation facilities and distribution, or distribution of food and water helped greatly reduce the impact of disease and starvation. Yeah, I hope so. I hope you decide. Well, I guess it was the 70s. Everything was a lot different in the 70s. But yeah, they're like, maybe people just, instead of like cigarettes and booze, everybody needs some like food and water. You know, how about we try that? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. How did they even? So I guess it would probably be. And we're, we're going to take a step away for, or step outside the box with this right here. This could just be made up. You know what I mean? Like, not necessarily, not like the earthquakes we've been talking about, because they've been all but moderately recent, you know what I mean? But, like, this next one is from a long time ago. And it's hard for me to be able to, like, how do they know? How do they, maybe they'll tell us how they know. They're fucking secrets. I'm tired of it. It just keeps flipping me down to number one. We're not to number one yet. We've still got this fake one to read real quick. Uh, okay, the 526 Antioch earthquake in May of 500, <laughs> the year is 526 AD. Cavemen, mountain lions, dinosaurs, aliens roam the earth. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what it says. It'd be fucking cool if it said that. A massive earthquake hit Syria during mid-morning hours, claiming at least 250,000 lives. Scientists believe that 
the earthquake was likely a 7.0 magnitude quake with a Mercalli intensity scale rating between what's this fucking Roman numerals eight and nine, which is between severe and violent. As its name implies, the disaster took primarily around the ancient city of Antioch. It's so it's spelled. What's yeah A N T I O C H. I don't know. I'm probably definitely not saying it right. The quake's epicenter, causing several or severe damage to the city's buildings and infrastructure, including the Constantine's Domus Aurora Church. I don't know. Most devastating aspect of the quake, however, lies in a large-scale fire that erupted during its aftermath. This is how they're like. (laughs) The guys that wrote this article were like, "All right, we need one more natural disaster." Like, when you can't find one, he's like, "Oh." I got it, man. We'll just make it like super old. All right, go with me. Go with me. There was a church there, man. Oh, and you know what? The earthquake happened. A fire happened. That's what, you know. I, hopefully I'm not. You know, it's not like it's sensitive to joke about it. You know? I don't know. Either way. Oh, well. You know what I mean? Um, the most devastating aspect cover lies large-scale fire that erupted during its aftermath. Lasting nearly a week, the fire destroyed nearly all of the city's buildings, claimed numerous lives, including the famous uh, Euphrasis, I don't know, Patriarch of the Patriarch of the Antioch. Death tolls vary significantly due to the lack of documentation available from the time period. Thank you. Scholars believe, however, between a quarter million and 300,000 individuals lost lives. Historians attribute the high number of fatalities to the fact that a large number of visitors were present to celebrate Ascension Day in the city. Just Justin I is reported to have publicly mourned the city's destruction in the months that followed, sending money and immediate relief to the Antioch to be rebuilt with haste. Currently, the 526 earthquake is considered the second worst earthquake in human history. All that shit is probably... There's no... I love how they're like, oh, well, you know, a lot of this stuff we don't really know because we don't, you know, we don't, we lost the flash drive from year 526. We have the flash drive from 527 and on, you know what I mean? But 526, the one, that's, that's the one we lost. It's kind of insane to me. Um, Yeah, that's like a. Well, here, this is what we should have did. We should have just did a fucking conspiracy episode on um, people. Watch, I know I've talked about people controlling the weather, but we need to get in, get in on one of these uh, podcast episodes where we're talking about how people are trying to control natural disasters, man. That's what we're after. That's the that's the big kahuna. You know what I mean? This one is pretty ins- This one sounds... This is the one I said that was very interesting. 1839 Coringa Cyclone. 300,000 deaths. In November 25th, 1839, a massive cyclone struck Coringa, India, a harbor city in the Andhra Pradesh, according, or yeah, according, producing, not even close to the same word, producing a 40-foot high storm surge that devastated the city in its wake. The storm left 300,000 people dead and destroyed over 25,000 ships, making it one of the deadliest storms in human history, located on the Bay of the Bengal. Bay of Bengal. Coringa was once a busy port city, serving as a crucial source for trade between India and the world at large. Although Coringa had sustained massive cyclones in the past, including the great Coringa cyclone of 1789 that killed over 20,000 people, the city always rebounded from these natural disasters with ease, becoming both 
prosperous and heavily populated by the mid-1800s. Although little is known about the storm due to a lack of sufficient records, scholars believe that the city's inhabitants were taken completely by surprise once the cyclone made a landfall. This is due in part because the fact that the storm occurred usually unusually late in the Bay of Bengal cyclone season. Following its devastating 40-foot storm surge, very few survived to tell about the disaster. Wreckage from the city's vast number of ships found miles inland, while Karinga itself was literally wiped off the map. Yeah, wow. See you later. They said they never recovered from the cyclone as the city survivors made no attempt to rebuild in the years and decades that followed. To this day, Karinga remains a small village area, a mere shadow of its former glory. Um, Yeah, you think after the first couple of cyclones, the, the guys building the houses are like, listen, this is the third house we've put up with you in the last five years. Are you sure we're going to keep doing this? You know, it's obvious that they shouldn't stay there. It's What do they call that? Uh, west out there um like at west in the usa like hurricane valley or something like that i don't remember it's something similar to that oh here we go another cyclone the cyclone you never hear about them i kind of forgot that those things are even a thing uh 1970 bahola cyclone on november 12 1970 a powerful cyclone made landfall along the coast of the East Pakistan, now Bangladesh, including or inflicting massive damage on the poorly prepared region. Reaching sustained winds of 115 mile an hour, the storm delivered a 33-foot high storm surge that devastated local communities. Approximately 3.6 million people were directly impacted by the storm. Nearly 85% of all homes and buildings were destroyed along the coast. The powerful cyclone is to believe that it killed nearly half a million people, including 46,000 fishermen crippling the area's fish capabilities for several years as 9,000 boats were also destroyed. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're, you pretty much just destroyed any kind of local fish habitat. Not only from like this. You know what I mean? Not the natural disasters will hurt the environment. Yes. But something can come back from a natural disaster environment. The environmental side of things, if it's if you don't have a bunch of other shit mixed in, like in this case, You're talking gear, boats, all kinds of bullshit that got leaked into the water, leaked into this ecosystem. So, like, none of the animals, none of the fish are doing well, especially if it's going to make even finding food scarce or then the fish are just going to move on because they're not going to be able to to live in that water or live in that area anymore. Now, let's see here. Oh, shit. Man, we've been talking about this. This is sometimes how it goes, man. Sometimes I'll struggle to hit a half hour, and then sometimes, like right now, it's almost been a half hour. So, uh, yeah, those... We'll just, we got we to make it to the top of this list real quick. Number number three, 1556 Shanxi earthquake. On the morning of January 23rd, 1556, China's Ming Dynasty witnessed the most powerful earthquake in human history around its Shanxi... Province or province, the earthquake is believed to be an 8.0 magnitude quake, according to modern calculations. Affected an 840. Oh, here, here's a better, approximately, because I don't really know kilometers. Approximately 520 square miles, and included 97 countries in China, with many of its population living in, yeah, Yaodongs this time. Artificial caves built into cliffs. The quake was particularly devastating due to the fact that many of these caves simply collapsed, killing thousands in their homes. God, that would fucking... 
That would suck. <laughs> um, yeah, like, all right, honey, I'm going to go up for the cave. Oh, I'm just going to go up into the cave for the night. You know, go to sleep early. All right, honey, I'll see you in the morning. I'm going to stay up for a little bit. And then you wake up and this fucking cave's gone. <laughs> uh... All right, number two, we, and I'm sorry, we're rushing through these last couple. We'll get, we'll save our, you know, we'll save it for the big one at the end. Here's number two, 1887, Yellow River Flood, 900,000 deaths. In September of 1887, torrential rains resulted in one of the deadliest natural disasters in recorded history as China's Yellow River escaped its banks and flooded an estimated 50,000 square miles in northern China. That's insane. I can't believe I never heard of this. Scholars attribute the disaster to farmers living near the river who, over a period of several centuries, constructed elaborate dikes to prevent the Yellow River from naturally flooding each year. With centuries of silt depositing itself along the bottom of the river due to its inability to flood outward, water levels naturally rose as a result, swelling the Yellow River to unprecedented heights in the years that followed. The heavy rain set in for several days in September of 1887, the could no longer hold the water in the bay, allowing the river to flow uncontrollably through the low-lying plains that surrounded it. Uh, let's see here. As the water finally receded weeks later, nearly two million Chinese people, or I'm sorry, two million Chinese were left homeless, while approximately 900,000 people were killed by the devastating flood. Lack of preparation combined with poor government response only exacerbated the volatile situation on the ground. As recommended necessities as food and water remained scarce commodities for weeks. Um, God, that's insane. They've got a picture that shows this, like, guy. It looks like he's on, looks like he's just on, like, a fucking a door, man. And he's got, like, a real long war. And there's just water overtaking the ha several houses around. It says, notice the, the government building underwater in the background. Yeah, a lot of it's underwater. Uh, the Central China Flood in 1930... Oh, I guess this is... I'm looking at the wrong one. Anyway, the Central China Flood of 1931, 2.3 to 3.7 million deaths. And that, God, that is a lot. China experienced the worst natural disaster in human history as the yellow Yangtze, Pearl, and Huai rivers combined in flooding from the Grand Canal inundated much of central China. The disaster was a result of numerous factors occurring over a period of several months, melting ice and snow from China's mountains combined with heavy rains throughout the spring, summer, and autumn forced each China's major rivers outside of their banks, resulting in flood zone that covered an area approximately 180,000 square kilometers, equivalent to the size of England and a half of Scotland combined. Holy hell. Um, yeah. Let's see. They, I mean, it's they don't really have much. The first, I feel like a lot of the other stuff on this list was really good. But, uh, oh, okay. I thought the I thought we was going to hit a red flag on Spotify for recording over 30 minutes. Must not be a big, big thing, big deal on the phone now because we're in, we're in the future now. But, yeah, the, uh, yeah, to be honest, a lot of those on that list, like a lot of your, the ones we talked about first were, I think, the more interesting ones. I Not that I should say interesting. But, uh, yeah, the floods, man. Floods just show up and take shit out and what's ever in the way. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's all I got for this Friday. Thanks for coming and hanging out a little bit later in the day. But, uh, yeah, we're here. We're making episodes. I'll see you guys Tuesday for more Adventures and Pokemon White 2, which I have been playing a little bit of lately. So, uh, yeah, join me there to get an update for that. 
And uh, follow the show anywhere you follow your show. You can find me all over the place, anywhere you find your podcast, I should say. And uh, here's another shout-out for all the listeners and all the support, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, you can hop on Facebook and check out the uh, the little thing I posted from Spotify uh, for podcasters. So Or the rap, that's what it was. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And uh, I will see you guys next week for uh, more fun. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you then.